Lord. What, like four years to get here? Three I years. I know. But we we <laughs> did it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I forgot it take it took him that long. I forgot about that. It's I mean, so, we were yeah. We were talking back in the day when I was trying to get like you and Kitty over here. I forgot about that. That's totally. awesome. I think that was like 2020 or 2021 when probably right before the pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. Right around. Dang, then. I forgot about that. That's so awesome. One day we're gonna do all this in person though. So it'll be cool. I can't wait, man. I mean, this is cool, you know. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> right on. How you oh, been? Sure. I'm good. That's I'm good. good. Uh, life is amazing. Things are good. L lots happening. Always, uh, always on the create. So it's that's it's excellent. You're and it's like this is pretty early for you too. This is like noon your time, right? Oh man, I'm I'm an early riser for sure. Oh, you I'm, are. I'm in like granny land already. My pro productivity is like 6 a.m. I'm in the studio, like fully banging out by like nine or 10. It's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, wow. like I'm going to bed and then back up the next day. I always like to, to work out and then just get into the studio. And I just feel like it's a good flow. I feel like productive and, and like I'm winning at life. You, know, you sound you know, like you're winning. That yeah. Do you drink coffee before you listen to like music at six a.m.? I mean, do you have a? I have it in my We Are Pigs cup. Oh, sweet. Drinking coffee through a straw. It's noon, and I'm still drinking coffee with the amazing Kitty Pig website behind us. What? What? Yes. Yeah. You guys have a a new drink coming out, right? Non-alcoholic. How cool is that? It, it's very cool. How'd you come up with that idea? You know, I've been watching the uh, the NA uh, market just boom, and and bands do alcohol things, right? Always, and yeah. coffee things, and and so I was just like, oh, we got to get into this the NA market and fast. So um, I'd actually pitched a pitched this to a couple of other other bands before. I pitched it to. Uh, to the corn guys and like to crazy town and like everyone was umming and ahhing and then when <laughs> I, I hit up I hit up Morgan and I was like yo dude I've got this crazy <laughs> idea let's let's uh I, I found this brewery in uh in Canada they called one for the road they're gonna partner with us let's let's brew some NA brew she was like fuck yeah let's go so oh sick Hey, do yeah. they give you like a, like, what do you, how do you choose the flavor? Do they give you like, they are they sending you different things, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we got, um, we got a palette of, of beer and then, um, we basically created, uh, our own flavor off of profiles that we like. So, uh, oh, it's a yeah. Saskaberry Blonde, which is like a, a hoppy berry, crispy barbecue kind of beer you know i can't wait yeah i think the pre-orders are on there right right yeah pre-orders yeah. up it's a kittypig.com and uh and pre-orders are booming already so we're really excited we just yes. uh, i was just with jackson from post idol he is our graphics uh partner he did all the motion graphics and designed the can and the, the whole look and feel of the brand um and we're just uh, we're just finishing design on the can, which we're about to go to print with. So it's exciting because yeah. because I I did a I did a, a an alcoholic beer an IPA with with Alien Ant Farm. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Just, just just before the pandemic, we brewed. Um, we found a, a brewery in Riverside, and we brewed this brutal IPA. <laughs> it was like. It was it was insane. I'm probably I'm probably way off on my number now, but I think it was like eight percent or something. Oh god. Yeah. And one of those things like put you <laughs> down. But people people loved it. And then I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I'm just more and and I'm not a sober person. Mm -hmm. I just okay. uh, I just things life is um incredibly busy and the demand on me is so high that honestly it just it it doesn't make sense uh for me to be to be drinking anymore mm -hmm. so um and I, I still do on occasion I'll have a tequila here and there but right. but otherwise I'm just like I love the taste of beer so why not do it with less calories and and no alcohol 
Yeah, I, exactly. I wonder if NA beers are easier to distribute, you know. Um, I know like a lot of a lot of bands um, like Pantera put out a beer and I had a hard time getting it shipped here. But I wonder if since you guys are doing N.A. beers, you know, that'd be yeah, easier. So, so we had the same thing with the Ant Farm beer is that because the laws are so uh, tight between different states, you there's certain states that you can't ship to. Um, whereas with an NA beer, it's just like sending Coca-Cola. Over. <laughs> right. So it's kind of cool. And it's, and we're going to um, be having the Kitty Pig beer as merchandise at the yeah. show. So okay. talking, to, um, uh, talking to all the, the big festivals at the moment about getting the beer um, as like the official NA beer. So it's going to be cool. You know, it's it, big dreams. It's 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 what we do as as artists and musicians and creators. It's like... You know, it's your work ethic and your dreams kind of align and and that's how you make it happen. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, I was thinking also, you know, Lamb of God has uh, N.A. beer, right? I, I, don't know. I just yeah. I just saw that. I just saw that. And the, the packaging's so cool. It's like this dark greeny. Yeah. Like, super cool. I just checked it out. So we should I do like an episode of every band that does N.A. and, you know, and all compare them and stuff. That'd that be would cool. be awesome. Everyone would be like, oh, <laughs> Tastes like shit, you know. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I love it. When we first connected back back, you know, back in 2020, um, I think I heard your song Mute with with Morgan. I think that's the song I heard with you guys. Yeah. Which I totally love that song. I mean, that's probably one of my favorites. That's the go-to. Oh, but, thank you. Was thank that you. an easy song to write or did you it's know pretty, did you work with Morgan? It's pretty wild. Um that track it was it's kind of the 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 bpm changes throughout the song it was just i wrote it with um uh ben he he's deftones uh guitar tech fall out boys guitar tech taylor swift's guitar tech he's like he's he's a machine and and ben collaborates with me on a lot of the songwriting um and so i'd made this beat and i said like give me give me a riff and he started writing this riff and i was like that's the one um, and then I had the idea I'd actually sent, strangely enough, I'd sent the the song idea first to Shirley Manson from Garbage. Oh, yeah, that's and, cool. And I was like, I was like, would love to collaborate with you on the song. And she was like, I absolutely love the track, but it's way too heavy for me. <laughs> yeah. so, so and then and at that time, uh, the the Kitty uh, documentary had just come out on Amazon, which mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it, it's oh, so I, good. I encourage everybody to watch it. It's so great. It's so inspiring. Um, and it popped up on my uh, and and Kitty has been in my life for 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 since I was a kid. Well, not since I was a kid. That that's a lie. Probably like since since my early twenties. Um, and so. Uh, where was it going with the story? Oh, Kitty uh, coming up on Amazon. And I was like, I should reach out to Morgan. Like that makes so much sense. And the crazy thing is, is that when we did this collaboration, because um, I was like, no, I've never met the girls before. And then one of my friends who used to run Brick by Brick in San Diego, which is like a big music venue, was like, mm -hmm. SJ. Like I introduced you to Morgan at a show we sat in, <laughs> in the back office. And I'm like, Oh, my twenties are a little blurry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I like, don't remember that. Morgan was like, no, I don't remember that either. So it's, it's funny how life works. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's so cool. Um, the, the collaborations on, um, this project have, have just been, so mind-blowing and so humbling uh and it's so wonderful i i guess the the pandemic was awful for so many and wonderful for so mm -hmm. many yeah and yeah it worked out on, on the other side of that where it was it was these relationships that i've been curating and and nurturing for my 20 plus years of being in the music business um just everybody had so much kindness and so much joy and so much enthusiasm about collaborating. So, and, yeah. and more was exactly the same. She was just like, I love it. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, so many people, I guess that's, you know, you've been in doing this for 20 years now. I mean, you, you throw out these names that are huge. That's, that's yeah, really cool. I, I mean, I started, um, 
I started pretty much my first band when I was 12. Um, it was like a Christian rock group. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I was. What were you guys called? It was. It was called uh, Tweak. Okay, <laughs> it's funny. That's a Christian band called Tweak. Tw- <laughs> no, Tweakers. No, 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 no. <laughs> so at, at some point, no, I, remember, cool. like, I remember sitting in class and like remember it was like writing all those like weird way that you would write the t's and the w and it was just so cool <laughs> and, and inspired by yeah. bands like pod and pillar and oh you know, yes i love th- them th- those are the bands that i that i grew up I, I grew up very much um rooted in in the church and it was new covenant so it was you know worship was just straight up rock shows yeah so, so that's where my formative that uh, surprises me that because I grew up too the same stuff you know that's amazing yeah. I mean it's it's the best I think there's something I got asked this question the other day and for some reason I just went on this tangent which didn't make any sense at all <laughs> but it's so strange that I as I was, I was trying to articulate like why uh, like Christian music is can tend to be so heavy and e- expressive. And I was just like, I have no idea why, but I guess like we all have this fire inside of us. And um, I, I don't know. Do you have any insight on that? No, I don't. But you know, I, I, you're right though. Cause back in the day that they, they had like tooth and nail, you know, like remember like yeah, living totally. sacrifice and all, yeah. all these really heavy bands. Mortification. Uh, mortification. Oh, yeah. No heavy watch <laughs> i don't so, know why i was so angry um but i liked it because the other side of christian music was really corny <laughs> so, totally totally yeah. but i i owe a lot to um the structure of how worship music is is written is you know very much pop music mm-hmm. so i learned how to write songs based off of of my experience and my time um it, in the church which i'm which i'm very grateful for and you know i've i've moved past that and and um i have a whole different view on life now but I, i'm grateful for uh the foundation of how to write a song like how melody yeah. should be uh the bands that i love i mean i'm still friends with the pod guys now we have a song uh, coming out next year after their record we've we've been teasing it for a while and every single time we want to drop it the label's like no you can't drop it now because we have to promote something else or whatever so the the, the song has been literally sitting around for three years waiting it's just like oh my gosh at this point That's, yeah is that with the whole band so it's it's pod featuring you? It's it's sunny. It's with Sunny and and Marco. So it's uh oh. it's a song called Protector, um and it's with Sunny and Marcos. I can't wait to hear that. Strangely enough, uh, I was friends with Wav before um, knowing Sunny or Marcos because I I um when I first moved to the states, I moved to San Diego, and and for some somehow I got like brought into this cool like pod circle and and got to hang out with all the tribal guys and (laughs) and love so it it was awesome it was it was a good time back then yeah you you sound like you need to write an epic like book you're like i mean you got you feel like you're packed full of stories you know i mean people would love that or do an audible thing you know i i feel that man i was speaking to a friend the other day about writing a book i always feel like it's so weird because like there's there's a line that I always feel I'm like, do people want to see you putting your makeup on? You know, I ask myself, I'm like, do people want to see you in your underwear getting ready? You know, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like yeah. a different generation now. You know, I'm like true, 10 years true. older than, than all the kids that are like, oh, get ready for me, 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 me. And I just find everything <laughs> so like self consumed uh, that that I'm torn. I'm like, oh, like, is it just so narcissistic to like write a book about like your job? But you know, at the yeah, same, that's a good point. Yeah. At, at the same time, there's a there's a lot to learn. Um, I've definitely learned a lot, which I think would be great to impart to people. Maybe some people don't have to go through all the, yeah, you know, the, the tough parts. You know, 
True. And you know, you could, you could even do like chapters with each band that you worked with, you know, like I worked with POD. Here's a section about that or something. That's such a great podcast or something, you know? Well, I would love to to hear that. So I'm just like a fan. (laughs) I'd have to, uh, I don't know why I've never bought a SM7B because they sound so great. And I'm like, Oh yes. Yeah. I need to get that microphone because your voice just sounds so rich and deep and amazing. Hey, thank you. I need to get the camera though. Everybody's got this fancy camera. Like my camera's kind of, you know, rinky, whatever. It looks good though, because it keeps like shifting the whole time. It does. Yeah. I've I've had people say like, are you moving that yourself? I'm like, no. It's rad. (laughs) Thank you. Is that your iPhone doing that? No, no, I have a camera, uh, uh, just a camera set up to the to the uh, laptop. Oh, that's like crazy. A, an extra little little camera, that's little crazy. Amazon camera. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you. Are you in the studio right now? Is this your studio? I am. This is my little home room. Um, this is just my little office at home where I do editing and just if I need to throw an idea down or, or anything. I have a a studio out in LA uh, that I work work out of, but. But this is my my little home, my lady cave. <laughs> so you actually live there. So you this uh, right. So that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you not like? Are you you've got to be a workaholic, right? Because you got the setup and you live there. I mean, I feel like I would be there all the time. You know. Dude, it's so crazy because um, I'm 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 at the moment like trying to. Uh, get a business loan for for kitty pig because I'm like I want this thing to blow like I don't want it to just be a little thing I want this to be like in every store and like how the Deftones beer is it's so yes oh my gosh there's so much potential but uh and you know it's these wild entrepreneur dreams that that blow up and how people have these success stories and so it's like so hard to quantify to like financial institutions, you know, I'm like, I'm literally <laughs> working like 16 hours every single day. Like this is an average, average day, six days six, a week. Wow. Like, yeah. You, you wake up and, and you go, it's like, I'm in the studio, like, and probably 14 more realistically, but most days I'm in the studio from 7am and I get out around nine, nine thirty. And you're doing like different sessions with different bands, right? I mean, you're, you helping produce or mix. Totally, totally. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of production for other bands. Most of the time, um, labels and bands bring me in to write songs with them from scratch. So oh, it wow. it'll so cool. it'll be we'll have met for and the songs get better the more you know each other. I feel I feel like songwriting the magic it's kind of like dating you know the first one's always a little awkward and you get to know <laughs> each other and the conversation's weird and um but so so i prefer to be able to spend long periods of time with bands and mm-hmm. and really get to know them and and work with them who they are as authentic artists and who their dna is as an artist but how the music industry is working these days in general is I'm pretty much doing two or three different sessions a day with different mm. artists. So like pumping out three songs a day can be pretty exhausting. It sounds so exhausting. I was going to ask you that. And a you- lot of the, a lot of the time I'm on zoom um, just because I don't have the physical bandwidth to be able to be in all the different places. So it'll be like a label will set me up with like their new artist and I'm with them from 8 a.m. till till noon. And then from like one until four, I'm with another artist or one until five. And then from six until 10, I'm with with another artist. So it's just like throwing ideas out and then um, I'll be producing just in the box getting the idea down uh, and using audio movers, which is an, an amazing software plugin, which allows the artist to hear in real time what I'm doing uh, in the studio. So um, you sound really tech savvy. Have you always been that way? Just great with uh, what you do. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, being on a computer mixing. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Um, I feel like it, it was a necessary evil like you just have to in order to evolve and continue being successful as a songwriter producer engineer artist 
it was just like it, it was learn or die so so basically as as new stuff comes out it's always geeking out as a part of the the fun in the music industry <laughs> um i'm not in any way um a professional engineer where i'm like oh yes we should run like this compressor through this uh, eq and you know i do every the majority of my work in the box um mm. so so yeah. it, it's it's a little bit different but but definitely you still have to have the chops yes you you sound um like kind of like a nerd almost but like not in an offensive way you know like you you, you can almost nerd out on this stuff dude right? i'm like I'm pr I might be one of the biggest nerds, you know, if I was like, I just do so cool. And then I'm like, oh no, if only you knew, like. No, I, being a nerd's cool though. It's not bad. The person that you ever know. Do you have trouble um, sleeping at night, turning off like, you know, the switch with all, with, with everything's going on? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's. I think being an entrepreneur is like it's a whole set different set of of push and drive and uh tenacity and the whole time your brain is going cuz not only am I doing all of these artist sessions so so that is one job I have we are pig stuff which is only me that is one job which is a full-time job in itself too, just, just getting all of that content out and, and keep making it work as a business. And then Kitty Pig and other ventures that I have going on, I just haven't got to the place in my life where I, I have other people yet helping me. Oh, and I yes. Think that, I wow. think that's probably a part of my stubbornness and control freakness. I'm just right. like, Nobody will is in my brain, so nobody can feel <laughs> like me. And and that's definitely as this as I evolve, um, I'm definitely at a point where it's like I need help. You need help, yeah. That's a lot. Because it's uh, it, it'll definitely grow more. So it sounds uh, like you you have like a big. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, 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 go ahead. no I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I was just thinking like this big whiteboard. Like, how do you like? like organize everything, you know, do you have a calendar? Do you have, use your phone? Like I'm, I'm big into calendars. Um, my calendar is pretty well organized, but I am not a person that makes lists. And I think sometimes that, I think that is sometimes, because I look at how other people that are successful handle things and they have lists. And in, for some reason, I work really well under pressure. So mm. I find my performance uh, increases exponentially when people, when there's like a fire lit under my butt, it's like, Oh shit, I already <laughs> have like two days to finish this. Then all of a sudden that, that that's how somehow how my personality works. But um, I really, I really do need to, to get better. I, I'm very organized human, but it, I could be more organized for sure. <laughs> right. Do you ever take vacation days? Or like, do you ever just say, I'm going to the beach for a week and just funnily cut enough, your brain off? Funnily enough, I'm actually, uh, for the first time, and hence I'm in like a, a massive just hustle to get as much as I can get done in this next month. Um, I'm going to Japan in, uh, in November, which I'm really, really excited about. And it's yeah. going to be a, a no work experience, which just, I'm obsessed with food. That's my thing. So noodles, uh, probably my favorite thing in life. I could eat ramen noodles all day long. <laughs> yeah, I grew but, up on that. So I, so I have no problem on the road where it's just <laughs> noodles. You're like, oh, it's amazing. Um, sushi. So I'm just going yeah. for a food experience, which is going to be, be amazing. That is amazing. And and I was just talking about like, you need to take a break, but now I'm thinking you should document it, but that would be working too, you know, totally. documenting your experience. Totally. Well, in my mind's already like, Oh, I've got to reach out to like baby metal and got to take label meetings. And I'm like, Nope. Tranquilo. Like we need to take, this, <laughs> we need to take this down. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, funny enough about ramen noodles. And they were telling me what they add to the ramen 
And I was like, wait, you add things to it? And they're like, oh, yeah, like hot sauce or, you know, just tell me different things. I had no idea. I just did the little packs. Do you add things to your noodles, to the ramen? Do you fancy it up? I do. I love mayonnaise. And I know that's a, that's a really weird thing. Yeah. But I love to add like a tablespoon of mayonnaise to my ramen. It just becomes all creamy and delicious. And I actually like veganaise more than mayonnaise. And I'm not I'm not a, a vegan or vegetarian. I just I think it tastes way better than mayonnaise. Yes. If you have fries veganaise, <laughs> try veganaise. It's so good. <laughs> um, and uh, most people are like, ew, oh, what are you doing? But <laughs> that's awesome. Mayonnaise obsessed over here. Yeah. I will put mayonnaise on everything and tomato sauce. You guys call it ketchup. I will put ketchup on everything too. I know it's so bizarre, but yeah. are you? Ketchup on eggs, yes or no? No. Are you? You are, because, yeah, you've had, yeah. I'm just like, get on my <laughs> eggs. Do you add mayonnaise to your eggs? I, I don't, actually, but that could be delicious. <laughs> yeah. Sriracha, what do you feel about sriracha? Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I actually it. have, I love it so much, I had it tattooed on my arm. That's amazing. Yes, I love it. That's awesome. That is commitment. You should get a mayonnaise tattoo also, you know? All right. <laughs> um, when you play, like, I was thinking when you were talking about food, when you when you play live, do you eat before a show or do you just save it for after the show? I mean, that could be the, the silliest question I've ever asked. Are you? It is, it's a really, really good question, actually. I think um, I was having this discussion with this incredible artist, Miss Velvet, that I work with. And she was like, oh, my God, like, I have to be, like, full stomach before I go on stage. And I was like, huh, <laughs> I haven't actually ever thought about it. Like, I definitely don't like to, in general, I'm not a person that likes to feel hungry. I, I no human would, but I'm, I'm like a picker all day long. So mm. I, I don't really eat three meals a day. I'll eat, I'll have like a shake for breakfast and then I'll have a snack and then I'll have a salad and then I'll have another snack and then I'll like have some random tuna and then I'll have a snack. You know, I'm more of like yeah. a snacky eater. So, so I think, I think I'm snacking for sure before a show because there's nothing worse than like getting that lightheaded, don't have energy when you're, you're giving your all. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought. I had somebody tell me that once that they like to go on stage hungry, but that makes that makes a point that you don't want to be like hangry, yeah, you know, like carbo, mad. <laughs> loading before the night before. You you have a show. <laughs> eating pasta, getting ready for my big show. <laughs> when you play a show, are you thinking about that? I don't know if you're on tour or whatever, but do you think about that every day about the show leading up to that night? I mean, do you get nervous or do you just just another day? You know. You know, with We Are Pigs, we've we've actually only done one show together. Um, and I think when you have a team, which is imperative to running a show that has so many parts to it, uh, when you have a team that you trust, I think that there's, you're not even thinking about the show. It just becomes mm -hmm. it's like going to the gym. Um, it just becomes a part of, of your life. But But would you be stressing if you didn't have the front of house engineer and your tech who's got everything dialed in. Absolutely. Um, we did a show with gray days a, a while back and it was an awesome show, but we did it without a tech and, and without a front of house guy and we'll not be doing that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, it was definitely just like, Oh yeah, this is you, you know, it's a, it's a business and it's, it needs to be dialed in. And it also just takes pressure off of, off of you as the, the artist, knowing my job is to go out and, and entertain and make sure that I'm hitting these notes and these songs and not worrying about like, what is it sounding like out front? Um, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta, that's gotta be a lot of worrying. I would worry so much about that. I think. Um, you know what? I was thinking, like, if you guys went on tour with We Are Pigs, I've been really getting into like Poppy. I don't know if you're a Poppy fan or Ghost Man. I love this, like, I love these new younger groups coming out with this style, this heavy kind. Of, I don't know how you describe it. Totally. Do, do you like that kind of style? I do. I love it. I think Ghost Man's awesome. Um, it it just goes so hard. The and it's crazy because you can't, you know, you can't really emulate that 
stuff with live musicians. So the reason why those shows sound so fat and hard is because you've got like through the club speakers, you've got, you know, these 808s and these strap yeah. hats and these freaking pig drums that are just like punching a hole through you. <laughs> so it's a whole different experience to like a live band. Although when you go watch Korn, that's that's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, absolutely those, those guys are are insane but they've also been they've got their sounds so dialed in um and so oh, i yes. guess i guess yeah. for the ghost mains and, and and poppy plays with the live band uh does ghost main play with the live band too he does but i'm sure he's heavy on the tracks i mean i'm i, I guess like if he their monitors went down like falling in reverse they probably wouldn't be able to perform i'm just guessing i don't know totally i mean it's the same with we are pigs we're running just because the project was created pretty much solely by me and a, a collaborator. Everything else is programmed. You know, it's like I, mm -hmm. I programmed the drums, programmed the the 808s. So trying to keep the sound true to what it is live, we're, we're heavy on tracks. And so everybody oh, no, yeah. has, That's has cool. click, click in your ears. And so the panic of like, just what happens if your computer goes down? And I have this insane playback rig. Uh, built by the same guy, uh, TJ at Neat Audio. He built like Post Malone's playback play rig um, and a whole <laughs> bunch of other really cool, uh, uh, like Mass of the 21 Pilots playback rig, and it's redundant. So it's running off of two computers. So if one goes down, it switches in real time. Oh, that's like a generator or something. That's it's, so cool. <laughs> it's insane. I haven't uh, bought the the second laptop to have it um, running backup yet. So I'm constantly just like in panic mode. So the next <laughs> the next step would be get that second computer, um, just so that you don't have to panic about about. I mean, you just never know. It's and you have to treat the computer like it's a member of the band. It's like, it's so important. Like you have to care for it. You got to know that it's <laughs> good because if this thing goes down, it's like, you're pretty much screwed. Oh God, man. That's uh, that would cause another level of anxiety for me. <laughs> Just thinking about that. Uh, I love that song you did with uh, Brian Welch from corn. That, uh, what's it called kids. kids? Yeah. That was a cool video too. That's a cool song. Mm-hmm. And just hearing him sing, you know, because I remember like when he left Corn, he sang a little bit, you know, with Love and Death. And yeah, and was that your I, idea I, to get him to sing or? Totally, totally. Um, I'm a big fan of Love and Death. Yeah, uh, they're one of my favorite, uh, favorite bands of of all time, and I work a lot with Jr. too. Um, so it, it was a really special collab, and uh, I'd sent a couple of songs to Brian during the pandemic and said like how do you feel about this one how do you feel about this one and J jr had added guitar parts on a, on a bunch of stuff um and then brian finally came back and he was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do the kids song and i was just like yes so amazing oh yeah 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 so he he cut vocals to that and jr uh wrote the guitar parts and it, it was just such a, the song is so unique and just its own thing. It's so strange, these projects, I think because my output is so high of mm -hmm. what I'm, I'm putting out, it's like, I don't get the chance really to be like super emotionally attached to, to things. Yeah. So it's just like, this is amazing. I got to do this song for We Are Pigs, but at the same time I was working on like 11 other songs. So it's oh, like, oh, yes, it, you can't fully celebrate. Sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks because like nothing feels incredibly special, and it should be because it's yes. like, holy crap, you've got to do a song with Brian Head Wells from Corn. And holy yeah, crap, yeah, and you can't, and you can't psych yourself out either, too. You know what I mean? Like, because you totally. don't want to get in your head, right? Totally. It's, uh, I'm I'm really really proud of that song and the the music video is so cool because um we wrote that that song around the Euphoria uh, series that came out mm -hmm. on HBO. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't um, see that. It's it was just I don't know, maybe I grew up in like in South Africa and like a white picket fence. I just never experienced things that I think kids have access and are experiencing today. 
um, with cell phones and access to social media and access to everything else. So it was just so horrifying to me. I was just watching this and like what 10 year olds are going through and 12 year olds. And I'm just like, whatever happened to being a kid? Mm, mm. There is, there is no innocence anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the initial writing of that song is that I was like, Brian, the kids are not all right. The like, kids are not, not all right. Yeah, you're right. They're so- not going to be okay. And he was like, I disagree with you. He's like, I, I think the kids are okay. He's like, I see so much positivity, even though there's just so much that we can't control and that they're being thrown at. And I think they're resilient and they're amazing. And it's such a great generation. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the kids are gonna be okay. <laughs> but, hey, the, I, but, yeah. but I love, I love that he was—he's such a positive human being, and uh, and just him saying, you know, I don't want to put into the universe that the kids aren't alright. He's like, I want to put into the universe over all of these kids' lives that they're they are alright and that things are gonna be okay. I so, love that. So the 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 music video was really it was dark and it was based on like just the amount of access the kids have to like pills and uh, you know drugs and alcohol and all sorts of stuff and when Brian first first saw the video he was like oh my gosh this this video absolutely terrifies me <laughs> I was like what do you mean he's like he's like that is the craziest darkest like it terrifies me. And I was like, do you not want to release it? He's like, no, it's totally fine. But he's like, whoa, that's that's dark, dude. I was like, did, okay. Did you make the video yourself or did you hire somebody to do it? No, I have this amazing guy. Uh, his name is Dave, the creator, and he's in Italy. And I found him on Fiverr. So I was looking at when I first did the first original song that I dropped with We Are Pigs was called Pulse Queen. And originally... I wanted this project to be like a corn, uh, a slipknot thing where it was no, you didn't see faces. So it was yes. more animated characters. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do the whole thing as animated characters. And then for some reason, as it evolved, it just, it, I, I couldn't keep up with content and keeping like the animated characters was just, it was too expensive to do the whole time. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we, we have to put faces to names and, yeah. and, just kind of let it go um i like brian welch on there his graphics was cool you know yeah he looks awesome and jr looks awesome and uh i i love the the little the piggy lady and animated character it's it's just it's such a it's such a cool vibe it's definitely a cool vibe uh i also i, I want to go through a couple of songs you know i know you worked with um billy corgan patrick uh what, how do you, patrick william i like how you put his full name under the credits you know yeah, he he likes to um he likes to go by William Patrick Corgan. I think even though his hand handle is still Billy Corgan on on Instagram, uh, I think a lot of his other stuff he likes to to use his full name. Mm. That's so, that must be amazing though having him in the room. I mean, do you guys work I, in the same I studio? Didn't work with him. Um, in the studio, we did everything uh, just over Zoom, over emails. I've worked with uh, I've. I've met Billy before in Chicago at one of his uh, wrestling federation matches because, you know, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a wrestling team. I forgot he and, did that. Um, his uh, Bjorn Thorsrid, who has now passed away, but he was our mutual friend and Bjorn had produced my South African bands records. Mm-hmm. So I would flown, I'd flown Bjorn from Chicago to South Africa to produce my band in South Africa's records. Um, and so that that is how the the Billy connection happened. And I flew out to Chicago, I think in like 2009-ish, but then in about 2012 or 13, uh, I, I flew out to Chicago, at, was was working on some stuff with Bjorn. And he, he said, hey, uh, Billy's doing a launch of his wrestling federation tonight we should go and it was so cool it was just it was crazy it really is it was just so hypey and we were in this cool like old um building in downtown chicago and the architecture in chicago is so cool it's like this gothic i don't know if you've been to chicago 
yes but, but i haven't been there though that's that's cool yeah it's it's super super cool um and so we we're just in this building and the 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 stage as such was at on the bottom floor and then it was like there, there was like balconies and everybody was like looking down on the balconies to watch mm -hmm. the races and the races would climb up. And so we were sitting in like this box area with Billy and his brother. And um, the first time I met, met Billy, it was, it was random story, but I shook his hand and I remember and being like, so awesome to meet you. And I was like, this guy has the biggest hands I have ever felt in my <laughs> life it was it crazy i was like that's why why he's such an amazing guitar player just like and i'm, I'm a big human you know okay. i'm six six one and and i'm i'm a big person and so and i was just like whoa this guy is just he, he's just amazonian and and wonderful and yeah and he's been he's been so kind to collaborate on on this song um we started it during the pandemic and then when our mutual friend Bjorn Thorsrud and, and Bjorn had had produced several of the Smashing Pumpkins records. And when he uh, passed away, um, I reached out to Billy and I said, let's finish this song, man, for, hmm. for Bjorn. And, and Billy has so much going on. You know, he, he was doing a new Smashing Pumpkins record. He did that whole uh, like three album you know, musical thing and he's doing his own stuff. And then he's got Madame Zusu's, which is his, his restaurant. And, um, he, he kindly, uh, finished the record and we were hoping to get his vocals on the yeah, track. That'd be cool. it just, it just never materialized. It was, he was just like, listen, this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So it'll leave it. You can put my name on it. And I was like, great, let's go. <laughs> you know, his schedule sounds a lot like your schedule. You guys sound very similar. Totally. I th I feel like as uh, a musician artist, and maybe a lot of people that are true artists don't have and uh, like the entrepreneurial brain. But I just feel like there's for me, I'm always I'm always looking for what can I do or invent or create that's going to sustain being able to create art for the rest of my life. You know, so there's yeah. always this this continual. Um, never never sleeping thing going on but yeah. but it's not often that i don't sleep well uh do you sleep well so the older i get i don't so a lot of times i'll take melatonin and stuff like that yeah. and flirt around with that a little bit but yeah, yeah. that's yeah the older i get I, it gets a little rough i really like how m melatonin makes makes me feel i feel a little little groggy um i try not to rely on any kind of medication i'm not a big mm -hmm. like person have never ever been into weed so it's like you know a lot of people are like just have a pot gummy to sleep and i'm like would rather not you know? <laughs> good just, for you just, they, they just, make I melatonin like yeah they make melatonin free um uh, uh, as well but i mean like you said you probably wouldn't like that either but what is that it's just it's just uh, a lot of people i've heard that melatonin is not great for you oh. I, I don't know all the details but i guess it, it can make your brain mushy over time so yeah. they have like alternatives that's, that's, for that yeah, that that sounds that that sounds about right. But I think a lot of the time, if I've, I'm definitely also a person that loves schedule like regiment. So it's like I like to wake up at the same time every day. I like to work out at the same time every day. I like to have my shake at the same time every yeah. day. Obviously, like when you're you're on the road, that <laughs> that just goes out of the window. But when I'm at home, and a lot of the time I'm tra I'm traveling during the week. But I think being able to have a sense of some kind of stability you know mm -hmm. it's like it's like people say you know making your bed in the morning like increases your productivity by 206 percent you know something as silly as that but it's it really is it it makes me feel like okay great I've achieved that today <laughs> achieved my workout today I achieved it's like you you've got these humps making you a successful person and giving you your own goals in your life you're inspiring me. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I didn't know it would go this way. Like, you're like star of the Christian bands and music, <laughs> and and you're in a regiment. You don't do weed. You got a non-alcoholic drink coming out. I'm like, I got to start, like, working on my life. <laughs> I got to look in the mirror. It's just, it, it really is so important. Like, there's just, there's just so many things, like, as humans. Like, how can we be better humans, help ourselves first, 
so that we can help others. And I think that's like the the whole point in life is is like you can have a billion dollars and just be uh there's the saying that says uh that goes some people are so poor all they have is money. Oh, wow, that's good. Some people are and so I'm, poor all they have is money. And I'm just like, man, like that that's it. It's because it's there's so much more to creating a fulfilled, happy life. There's a show on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched it yet. It's like called the Blue Zone or something. Um, and it's it's talking about people uh, in which countries in the world live to 100. So they're called like Blue Zones. Um, and And there's a couple of common threads. And one of the things is like, is happiness. You know, if, mm. if people have family around them and they're surrounded by joy, you're getting enough rest, people that have exercise, people having one glass of wine a day, like there was all these things mm -hmm. that with your sake or, or whatever. Um, and it's it's su super inspiring to watch. Japan was, was there was, uh, I can't remember the region. And then there's like some random place in, in America. And then like Italy and a lot of the common threads of, of people living longer is, is having family around them and that support system and having a purpose in life. And I yes. think it's so important when you don't have a purpose, you're like, what's the point? Absolutely. You know, there, there, yeah. there really is no point. So I think it's so, so important to, to find that purpose, whether it be, helping people or, or creating or pickleballing or whatever, your, right. whatever your, your purpose may, may, may be as silly and small as it may seem, that purpose is what's going to get you up and, and drive every day. And then that's going to find your community, which is so important, whether it be a church, whether it be a sports group, whether it be your AA group, you know, it's like, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just community. Yeah. So your purpose, you're spending all this time doing what you love. It's your passion, which is amazing because a lot of people get stuck in that grind, you know, of every day in a cubicle, just trying to like, you know, catch up on bills and everything. Yeah. And it's really sad. But fortunately, like you, like you, you get to do what you love. So that's really cool. It is. It's every single day. I am just filled with gratitude. I'm just like, how do I get to be this lucky? that my job is to make other people's dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Like they're sonic dreams. It's like my job when, when, when artists come to me, they go, I want to write a song like this. That sounds like this. And they 100% trust me to give them their sonic dream. And sure. The, the weight of that is like, it, it's awful. Um, and it's, it's heavy <laughs> no and, and it's stressful, yeah. but it's what a wonderful purpose is to make people happy. Like when I see the end result and I, I send that, that final mix to the artist and they call me and they're crying and they're like, this is just the greatest thing I've heard. And I was like, I got you. Yeah. So it's, it, it really is. I, I don't know how I got lucky, but, uh, I must've done something right in this life or a past life or mm -hmm. thing. I th I think you should like I could totally see you doing a TED talk on YouTube. Have you ever seen those? Are they talking I, from an I have. They're so good for I I'm actually really not good. This is one of the my favorite interviews I've I've ever done, actually. I just feel wow. very relaxed with you. Thank you, you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good like this. Like I'm not <laughs> a good, good spur of the moment talker. And I was I was saying to myself, like while I was doing my makeup, I was like, just go slow like think about things, like be chill, because usually I'm just like, I'm so nervous about what my answer is going to be because I'm like, mm -hmm. this is recorded for all time. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> so, uh, I'm just kind of trying to uh, just slow down a little bit mm -hmm. more in, in my brain, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the same way. Um, I have to ask you, I, I've had Shifty at my house before. We did an interview in person and he was a totally trip. And you got to do a song with them. That was I love that song you guys did, Faded. Isn't that so so cool? That yeah. that's that song is so special because it's very different from the rest of the We Are Pigs stuff. But I think it's one of the best. It's just such a big radio 
song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wish that that we could have pushed it a little bit more. It released at a really, really weird time where um, we we literally released the song. And I think the next day that that assault went down with Shifty and. Mm. Oh, it was right then. OK, yeah. And I was like, seriously, dude, yeah. like <laughs> song about your sobriety. And here you are just like. Well, and whatever, or maybe bad publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely still would like to see that song get a little bit more love. Um, uh, Seth and I are super tight. Uh, yeah, that's he, good. He's, he's awesome. I really love spending time with him. He has great stories. His energy is always positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we are talking about doing a non-alcoholic beer too, again, uh, called Crazy Pig. Which is yes, be- please do it that. Might, it might make it like a sparkling water. I think like there's a there's a big difference between the sober community and like people that just don't want to drink all the time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the NA beer purpose is is not for sobriety. It's for a health, just a healthier option. Good alternative, yeah. I see. Exactly, exactly. So, but I think for people that have uh challenges with drugs and alcohol i think that might be a slippery slope so we might mm-hmm. do a, a, a sparkling water which would be really cool so, yes oh i'm looking forward to that that's so awesome why not do all the things in my mind it's just merchandise right. like like why why is there not a crazy pig sparkling water and then every venue you play at it's like stipulated that they have to stock your water it's like boom <laughs> it's like there we go you just made yourself like you know 50 grand this year just in water yes so, so that that's where my my mind's going i'm trying to to work smarter not harder because as we get older things get harder to you know to keep up with it it's like you just don't have the same energy levels and man if if i knew what i knew now 20 years ago man sj would have been unstoppable (laughs) force but no but it's a cold journey though back then man yeah (laughs) oh that's good I, you know, it's like I have all these questions for you, but I want to wrap this up soon. But I, you know, the the song movies, the the cover song you did, Alien Ant Farm. Okay, so cool. I never paid attention to the lyrics until your version, and I was like, this is a really sad song, and I never thought that, you know, before. I was like, it's not sad. I mean, breakup, good breakup song, right? Because the the music of the original is just so so. It's upbeat. so upbeat. Like, You're like, yeah, yeah. Now listen to yours. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a super super sad. Uh, sad breakup song and Dryden is such an incredible lyricist and and vocalist uh and Terry and I decided I just went to Terry who's the guitar player from Alien and Farm and and he has collaborated with with We Are Pigs for uh many songs now in fact we just released a song called Wedding Vows oh uh, yes like- yes that's and- great so when we did uh the movie's song I was like I have this idea is this a little bit too close to home? Will you write a guitar part for it that is completely different? We're going to just spin movies on its head. So it, it's a completely different reinterpretation and reimagination of the song. He's like, do it. <laughs> so so I, think, uh, I think a lot of the We Are Pig stuff also, just because I'm outputting so much other stuff and it's straight, it's crazy that, that, in order for me to to fill the cup up, I have to output more. But but being able to do the We Are Pig stuff is it's really just a very self-serving project where I get mm-hmm. just to do something that I want to do. And it's not really for anybody else but but for my uh creative fulfillment. I love that. A cool place to be at. It's a great place and it sounds so good. I always look forward to hearing your songs. So it's really Aww, good. Thanks, Scott. Do you ever um you know, I would love to see you work with Chino. Have you ever worked with him or could you? I saw a picture of you with him, right? Dude, I have literally like text strings. I'm like, yeah, can we do a song. Can we do a song? Right, right, right. Sending links. What about this song? 
uh, it's just it's never it's never materialized uh i do know that it's going to happen at some point in life uh in in the next couple of years i think uh i it just hasn't timed out right and and timing is always everything you know mm-hmm. you whenever you push things it just doesn't feel good good especially with creatives so you want to just wait until it's just like an absolute definite yes um yeah that makes sense I, I, my dream would be so the the wedding vows song that terry and i just released it's just a demo that basically we just mixed and and put out so it's a one take vocal you can hear i've got the you can hear the click bleeding into it oh in fact i think that i sang the vocal with the monitors on so it's like you can hear the <laughs> back um the guitars aren't in tune 100 percent. you know it's just it was a demo and and I was like, there are no rules in the music industry anymore. There really aren't. Like labels don't know what to do. A&Rs don't know what to do. TikTok is just like a freaking nightmare. And so I was like, there's no rules. I'm just going to release a demo and see how how it goes. But long story longer, my dream for that song is actually to do, to take it to uh, Chino and Sean from Crosses yes. and, like a, and make it a... a process we are pigs thing because it, it's a very it's dark and sexy and heavy but i think it could still be a little bit more in that electro land um but i don't know maybe i'll send send it off to uh the deftones are, are writing a new record at the moment so you never know like timing is everything i really do believe that so i'm just waiting for yeah. From the universe to shoot this this idea off, and I don't know, maybe it'll be on the next Deftones record. You know? Oh wow! Could you uh, imagine? Yeah, give, imagine just telling like Deftones, can you guys just stop working on the new album for just we'll get the song done and then you know oh, carry on. Oh my! God. <laughs> the I, new Crosses album came out today, by the way. Have you heard it? I, I was just checking it out this morning. I I'm such a big fan of Crosses. I I just Me love too. love the vibe. It's so great to listen to. I, l- I don't listen to music often when I'm driving in the car, which I think most people are like, whoa, that's so weird. But I, I think because my life is saturated with with music the whole time, it's kind of like a, a silent bubble that I can sit with my own thoughts and, and organize everything in my brain when I'm driving. But I love to listen to crosses when I'm driving. It definitely, it just brings my uh level down when yeah. i'm listening to, when i'm listening to heavy stuff or metal in the car i've had so many speeding tickets <laughs> right. uh, just because it's like as i get more amped my foot goes down and i'm just like yeah so um, <laughs> so i cannot i have forbidden myself from listening to heavy music in the car because I, i'm just gonna my insurance is gonna just go through <laughs> right. some point <laughs> When I listen to heavy music in the car, I always uh, I was telling Corey Taylor name dro- I'm name dropping on you, but I told Cor- Corey Taylor like I, I I pretend I'm in the the band, like if I the, love the singer's that. doing something, I'm doing it, you know. And then I'll switch yeah, to the drums, you know, just like that. Like the drums come in, I'm like I'm the drummer now. Yeah, right. You just air drumming. No. Oh, I do. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you get caught doing it, like my stairs, and you're like, wait. wait. <laughs> Crazy story is um. I don't actually know if this is public knowledge or not, but I'm doing a, um, I, there's an incredible uh, composer called Bear McCreary, and mm. he wrote the score for The Lord of the Rings, for Call of Duty, for just like every massive film that you know. Uh, and he is doing a metal record, which is incredible. And um, he wrote this masterpiece and on the record, I'm the only female vocalist featured on the record. And it literally goes like this song featuring Serge Tankin, this song featuring Corey Taylor, this song featuring oh MJ Jones. I'm like, what is my name? That's amazing. Like, you wouldn't like just frame that, like a picture it's of like that. Like full, crazy, like orchestral speed metal it's insane. I'm, so a it, lot of people are going to hear it. Then you're going to get a lot of exposure. That's amazing. Holy, it's it's a it's a it's only coming out next year, I believe, like mid next year. But and it's going to come out with a comic novel. 
whoa, really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's this incredible concept and I'm really excited about it. It's so wild to be listening through to this. And as a kid growing up in South Africa, like how did I get here? You know, which is, and again, yeah. back to the gratitude and, and yes, was it a lot of uh, brazen tenacity and hustle? Absolutely. But I'm just like, how, why, why me? How did I get this lucky? How am I like within 1%, like the 1% range from all these, the, the greatest musicians in the world? Yes. In South Africa, did you have friends that listened to all this kind of music? I mean, were you kind of an outcast? I mean, you, what was the scene like? You know, I think growing up, I wasn't allowed to listen to any of, of that stuff, you know, because it was the devil's music. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I got you. But I think once once I left the church around like when I, when I was 20-ish, you know, I, I really started getting into like Slipknot and Deftones and uh, System of a Down and, and all these amazing bands, which I wish that I'd, I'd known earlier. And then we had this nightclub uh, in Durban. I, I'm from a, a little uh, town called Durban in KwaZulu-Natal. And there was this alternative nightclub called Burn. And it was just the coolest thing. Like you would go and it was everything was painted black and it had like um strobe lights going off the whole time it was just so grungy and dirty and like the cheapest beer and oh man it was just those are my my memories of like some of my greatest memories of of heavy music and getting into heavy music is from this nightclub called burn in durban i'm just like (laughs) and every time like rage of the machine rage would come on it would just be like the dance floor would go crazy and it was just like all the alternative kids so that was really my my first experience of alternative music, heavy, heavier stuff, other than POD and Helen Mortification. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I have a very similar story. I grew up and there was a club that I went to that very similar story. So uh, great. That's, yeah, that's great. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. This, this is nice. I loved it. You're fun Very to talk fun. to. I, I can't wait to hang. We're going to have to do like, yeah figure out something we'll have to like the um kitty pig is only brewing now and so it takes like, two months to brew and so december is when it's going to be ready and um we're trying to figure out um some launches in canada and in the states uh to get the girls over here and for us over there but we should definitely figure out how to like hang out, hang out, and connect. That'd be cool. All be with with you and and drinking kitty pig and just doing <laughs> stuff. I look forward to that. So in kitty pig, there's like, would you say there's two percent alcohol in that, or is there something weird small? No, it's zero. Zero three. Oh, okay, okay. Which is which is considered non-alcoholic. Okay. Um, it has, I think, the the ferment fermentation process of hops. They will always be. It's like kombucha. Mm-hmm. Okay. There will always be trace elements of alcohol in it, um, which I think is is why people with with uh, challenges with alcohol, why it's just rather they don't want to have it. It's just because it's in there. It's like it's also mouthwash and anything that would have traces of alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for I don't even think it registers, you know, for, <laughs> for the majority of uh, of people yeah concerned about that but yeah it's 0.03 percent and it's only like four zero point yeah exactly and it's only like 40 calories so oh that's good yeah it's it's a workout beer <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounds refreshing i got some friends that don't drink so i'm, I'm, I'm want to send that to them when it comes out i think like yeah it. that's awesome thank you but thank you so much and uh, i look forward to connecting in the future or whatever that'd be cool I cannot wait. Where about are you, by the so, way? So um, I'm about 45 minutes north of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So I live on the lake. So it's like there's a lake literally in my backyard, a man-made lake. So it's cool. So cool. I had with my with my South African band, Stealing Love Jones, our very first show in the United States was in a, in a club in Atlanta. And we were opening for... Ugh, I can't remember it now, but it's a, they're a pretty big band now. But man, Atlanta was one of the wildest nights of my <laughs> life. And I'll have to tell you the story on another yes. 
and probably off camera, but whoa, it was so <laughs> wild. It was definitely a good, good kickoff to the tour. Oh yeah. I can't wait to hear that story. I'll, I'll say this real fast and we can end it, but like I saw Deftones in 96 at wow. little five points in Atlanta and corn was wow. there and they were wow. just hanging out. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it, insane. It's on YouTube too. I found it. So I was, I was pretty, pretty stoked. There's a horrible video of it, but oh anyway, Atlanta being crazy. Can you see yourself in the video? No, no. I don't think you can see anything in the video. It's very no. dark. and but, but Yeah, yeah. There was a bar across the street. And I remember telling Brian Welch, I was like, I, I've watched uh, Brian would go to the bar across the street and go back in the club and go to the bar. I guess the bar was cheaper, maybe. And it yeah. was just so, it's so vivid memories of that, you know. I, I, I hope I never forget stuff. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kudos to you for having memories of 1996. I, I know, yeah. I don't remember much from then, but. <laughs> oh my gosh, All please. right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I, I love it. And uh, let's keep in touch. I appreciate you. This has been fun. Bye. Look at that. That's a great way to end. Look, I got this too. You see? The duck. Oh, see? <laughs> duck. <laughs> I gotta make that the thumbnail right there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for such a great chat. It's been it's been really awesome. Oh, you too. It's been great. Thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. No, please do. I'll chat to you in a bit. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.